0: Welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. Today is going to be a fun episode. I've got my hunting partner, my guiding partner, my real estate partner. Sometimes I call him my life coach, Dar Colburn. How you doing?
1: I'm good. How are you, buddy?
0: <laughs> oh, doing life pretty cooks. good. That, that, might, that might be a bit much. That's stretching it. Um, <laughs> I, I know you've been busy with all kinds of things. One, the bow hunter happening. Um, you you just um pulled off. You guys had a successful bow hunter happening again. Um, and, and I know you were at a board meeting for the uh, Arizona Desert Bighorn Sheep Society last night, and I know you were at the um Arizona Sportsman for Wildlife Conservation. You've just been going crazy with your um real estate uh, this summer and selling houses and got stuff going left and right, and here we are. Uh, headed off on an Alaskan, you know, mountain goat hunt. Plus, you've got an elk tag in Arizona. Not to mention a few deer tags with the boys. So um, you've been busy.
1: I have been busy. It's, uh, it's going to be a good. It's been a good summer, and it's going to be hopefully a even better fall. The so yeah, kids are sure. back in school, yeah. which uh, which always helps out.
0: Get get daddy gets a little alone time.
1: <laughs> well,
0: I don't know about that, but one less responsibility,
1: you know, throughout the day. For about
0: six or eight hours during the day, you're relieved. Exactly. Um, Exactly. Dar, you've been having a bang up um, real estate season uh, this summer. Um, What do you have going on? Kind of what has been the range of houses that you've closed? And, um, you know, have you fallen into... Um, you know, a a category where you've seen a certain market type going crazy. What are you seeing out there?
1: Uh, yeah, it's been a, been a busy summer for me. Uh, real estate wise had, uh, quite a few houses, both, uh, helping buyers and, uh, listing properties. Um, my niche is just kind of word of mouth, uh, friends and family, that sort of thing. That's how I, I get most of my business, um, I would say, you know, price range on the homes, you know, in the $200,000 price range up to 600,000 kind of is where where I've sold the most of, you know, in the the past few months. Um What
0: what part of that I, market is just um what, what part of that market is just going crazy there in Maricopa County in, in the Phoenix metro area?
1: It it seems like anything under that $300,000 price range just uh goes fast it goes fast up i've i had two one actually just closed about 20 minutes ago and i've got another one that uh, closes actually while we're gone um you know both of them around the 270 price range and they were both of them i had listed they were on the market for you know three or four days uh, multiple offers on both and uh so that's that's good that market's just hot there's there's a lot of people that uh you know, can afford to buy homes in that price range. And so when you have a good property that's, that's priced right, that, that a lot of buyers can afford, there's just a, there's a lot of buyers out there.
0: For sure. I was going to ask you about the um, supply of homes under that 300000 mark. Um, do you feel like there's kind of a low supply and there's a super high demand? Is that, is that what is creating the, you know, multiple offer situation?
1: I think so. I think so. Um, I, I would say the supply is down a little bit in that, that price range. And like I said, the, there's a lot of buyers in that price range. So with supply being down a little bit and and the, a lot of buyers, it just creates competition. Yeah. So things, uh, things go fast, especially if it's a nice property.
0: What what kind of um, mortgage rates are you seeing? Uh, you know, the last handful of deals you've done. What kind of what kind of range of rate are we looking at?
1: Uh, rates are still
0: pretty good. I would say they're still in the fours. Um, it just just depends
1: on the on the lender and the buyer.
0: That's just amazing. If you if you if you just step back and look at what you just said, I mean, probably like 15 years from now or 10 years from now or if you go back, you know, 10 years ago and you say, oh, it's probably in the force. People would just literally swallow their, their drink and, and, and you know, have it come out their nose. Um, interest rates being so low have, have really seemed, in my mind, to spur that, um, you know, buyer into – and seller wanting to sell and upgrade, you know, upgrade their house or, or on the buyer side, you know, just wanting to, you know, get in before the rates rise. Um, are you seeing that as far as, you know, people wanting to make sure they get in and get their house purchased before rates go up? Because inevit- inevitably, they've got to go up. They've got to go up, but, but they've been so low for so long.
1: Um, it's, it's kind of, we've been saying they should go up a while, but they just haven't, which is good. I mean, they've crept up a little bit, but yeah, I think, I think our market here, you know, we've recovered, people have some equity in their homes. So like you said, interest rates are low. They can afford a little bit more expensive home because the rates are low, their payments are lower. Um, Plus they've got some equity in their, their homes again. So they're, they're looking to upgrade.
0: I saw a study. I stay kind of up to date on it and saw the median home price was almost back up to that, you know, peak level. It's just below that. And that kind of caught me off guard. It had kind of snuck up on me. Um, but what what's interesting is that the um, growth um, st- the, the steady climb has not been just big jumps it's you know four five six percent you know kind of seven percent every year instead of some of these you know like we saw back in 03 four5 where there was you know 27 you know 37 percent increases year over year and i think that just shows for a much healthier market out there yeah i would agree with you all right buddy um you know it's it's one of those things um, I'm surprised you don't have like six new listings and five houses going into escrow because we're gonna be gone for about a week on this goat hunt um, but I'm pumped uh, I know we've been talking on the phone virtually a couple times a day if you know every day for sure but a couple times a day sometime just bouncing stuff back and forth on this goat hunt. Um, what's your level of excitement? I know you've got an unbelievable elk tag in the state of Arizona in your pocket as well, but you know, are you full go focused on this goat hunt right now?
1: Yeah, that's all I've been thinking about, honestly. Um, other than you know, work and family stuff, but uh, yeah, it, it's. I think that's part of the fun of it is, you, you know, you you get a hunt like this and you get to, you know, have months to prepare and. That that's as much fun as, as the hunt. Sometimes just getting all your stuff together and you know getting in shape, getting getting your gear list together, you know, doing your shooting, all that stuff um, in the anticipation of the hunt. You know, it's exciting.
0: Yeah, for sure. Now um, you had a little bit of an issue with your. You are going with your bow, and I'm taking your um, 6.5 Creedmoor. Um, tell the listeners a little bit about what you just went through. Uh, with with siding in your bow and and some of the challenges um, you know with your angles that you that you just faced
1: well yeah we noticed uh, I've, I've been shooting obviously all summer been shooting really good and oh a couple weeks ago went out and shot extreme angles uphill downhill well I'm, I'm left-handed so I noticed that on on my downhill shots, I was shooting to the right, or I'm sorry, to the left. In my uphill shots, I was shooting right, and so I went uh, and had Daniel Willett down at the Arizona Archery Club went in and just rechecked everything on the the uh, the bow press, and everything looked good, level wise, and everything. Um, so found out that basically there's there was a leveled the bow in the in the press or in the the vice grip thing and then he put a level on the riser that clamped on the riser so there was two levels basically one on the, on the site one on the riser both of them level straight up and down then he would tilt the bow forward like a downhill shot and backwards like an uphill shot in the vice and both levels stayed stayed level well then we took it out of the vice and I drew the bow back, and at full draw, did the same thing: leveled the levels, pointed down downhill, like towards the floor, and leveled the the clamp-on level that was on the bow. And when that was level, my bubble level was not level, so we had to adjust that. And uh, actually, put it on the Hooter shooter, drew it back again moved it up and down and just got everything adjusted third axis wise and it it's definitely seemed to to help.
0: So did you notice that when you shot today, uh what what did you notice?
1: Uh I noticed that, you know, I, I wasn't shooting uh left on the downhill, right on the uphill as much anymore. Um but I also noticed that you really shooting those extreme angles like that, you really gotta focus on your your grip and your bubble level on on your sight once it's set up right.
0: Yeah. Um, why don't you tell um, the listeners your setup and what you're shooting and the arrows, broadheads, the whole nine yards.
1: Sure. I'm shooting a Elite Impulse 31. Uh, it's a 60 pound bow.
0: Is that a kids bow?
1: Yeah. You you'd think it was <laughs> except it. Except it weighs about eight pounds. <laughs> I'm just teasing you. <laughs> well, see, I think I'm the smarter one because you're carrying my rifle. I'm carrying my bow. But you've got my rifle. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Right. I'm not very. I'm not stupid. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> uh, no, but sixty pound bow. Uh, I'm shooting a VAP four hundred. Um, it's about a three hundred and fifty grain arrow. With a Hunter grain Wacom broadhead and Tight Spot quiver, uh, Spot Hog. I think it's called a Fast Eddy sight. It's a it's a double pin, double vertical pin sight. It's a, a mover, so it's got a sight tape on it. Um, can move it up and down, and then a, a two blazer setup from Rugged Patriot.
0: Pretty well dialed in. You feel pretty confident
1: yeah yeah i feel good
0: that was I a, definitely that was feel a good. little
1: hesitation there well you know i i think the big variable is just going to be you know the if it's windy and if if the shot's extreme uphill downhill i mean that's and, just... and
0: if i'm shooting over your shoulder with a rifle <laughs> yeah
1: exactly <laughs> exactly uh
0: so let's back up a little bit. Um, Back in the spring, uh, our buddy Frank Sanders, uh, Alaska Trophy Outfitters up there in Alaska had called. I was talking to him. and He says, hey, you and Dar ever want to go mountain goat hunting? I said, ah, I, you know, I really hadn't thought about it. And he's like, well, you know, it's a draw. You ought to at least um, put in. Your odds aren't very good at drawing. And so I called you and you're like, yeah, let's do it. Let's, you know, let's let's do it. And um I want to say that at the time he said it was like an 8 to 12% chance of draw. So I just, you know, gave him the info and, you know, off we went thinking, I won't draw and results come out. And I guess in Alaska this year, you're able to do six choices. And I, you know, don't quote me on this, but five or six choices, but you're able to put, I believe, all of the same unit in. And I think that upped our odds. And he called and he's like, you guys both drew, um, you know, is this an animal that you've always thought you you wanted to do and like how high on the priority list at, I mean, obviously we're going, but like, are you super pumped about this or is it just a moderate pumped? What's your level of excitement? No, I'm pretty excited. I think
1: I, I've, I've actually gotten more excited once I've kind of learned about it. Uh, goat, you know, mountain goat was never super high on the priority list, Um I've never been to Alaska, and I, I don't believe you have either. So I, I, I knew I always wanted to, to do an Alaska hunt. Um, I thought it would probably be caribou or something like that. But, you know, the more I, I read about this and talk with Frank and and Joe, our, our guide, you know, I the more excited I get. I think uh, just the sense of adventure on this hunt to be in a, a backpack hunt and, you know, where these, these goats live, I think it'll be uh, – pretty spectacular
0: yeah that for me it's all about um you know i can't even spell mountain goat like i've seen you know maybe one or two in my life like you know have no experience with mountain goats but for me never been to alaska you know i um, looking forward to a backpack hunt look, looking forward to you know going to someplace new that i've never been that i've always wanted to go um You know, I certainly thought like doll sheep would maybe be the first thing that I would go do if I drew in Alaska or what have you. Um, But here we are. We're going mountain goat hunting. Um, We're we're flying. I actually leave tomorrow to go to Denver and then I'm flying out and meeting you. I'm leaving from Denver meeting you in Seattle uh, and then we'll go from Seattle to Anchorage, Anchorage to Kenai. Um, and then we'll be taking a float plane from there. But it's going to be cool, I think, too. I've never ridden in a float plane. I've never landed on water. Um, I've never been on a hunt where the forecast shows that, you know, 50% chance of rain showers every day. Um, <laughs> you know, and some of them are 70, 80. I've been watching for, like, the last month. And there was, like, there was, like, a week period where I never saw under 70% chance of rain. And I was just like, oh, my goodness, we're desert rats. Like, you know the first sign of any inclement weather you and i are like going mama you know and and so from that aspect i i just i think it's a challenge and you know i think we're up for it i just think it's going to be a completely different experience and i'm totally into just going to check it out and experience alaska um you know whether we uh shoot a goat or don't shoot a goat it's it's already going to be a success for me as far as i'm concerned just getting to do it you know
1: yeah i totally agree it's a you know it's all about the adventure and i think i think the older you get the more the more you appreciate the adventure and you know the friendship and meeting new people and just doing doing new things
0: for sure let's go over um our gear list a little bit. And first let's, let's talk about the food. Um, you can go through your food list um, and then I'll go through uh, my food list and then we'll go into gear because I know people have been wondering what we're gonna take. So um, why don't you go through your food group and as you go through it, maybe why you chose certain things and um, um, maybe why some things are staying home. Okay, sure. So, basically, I'm I'm doing a
1: a mountain house dinner and breakfast every day. So I have a, a dinner and a breakfast for each day we're going to be there, and I have the the two per. It, it's I think it's they say two servings on them, but so, it's a. So it's are, a meal.
0: are all your meals two pee two two peas? Yes. Okay. That, I'm a little different yeah. on that i I didn't probably order properly but I've got a handful that are two peas and some of my breakfasts are 1.5s um, i tried to get the pro packs when I could um what
1: what what is the pro pack i noticed i, I did see that the other day those pro What's packs are difference? just
0: they they vacuum seal it so it's i mean I think it's a little bit lighter i don't know the um, the specifics. smaller packaging yes basis. a little smaller packaging OK, so gotcha. I I went with and we might as well kind of do this together. I went with the scrambled eggs with bacon um, for breakfast and then I went with that breakfast skillet. And I think I got seven. I went ahead and just got seven days of everything, even though it might be six nights and seven days. But um, what did you go with for breakfast?
1: Yeah, I did the same thing. I got the, the
0: breakfast skillet and then I also
1: got the I believe it's the biscuits and gravy.
0: Okay, I saw that one. I, it, um, it looked pretty good, but okay, so that's your breakfast. And then you said the dinners. Uh, what flavors did you go with for dinner?
1: Uh, I think I got the chicken and rice, the spaghetti, lasagna. I think there's a beef stroganoff. I kind of mixed it up. Yeah, I did too. Know, I, went with,
0: I went with beef, beef stroganoff, lasagna, and I think there's like an Italian pepper steak or something like that in vegetables.
1: Mhm. Um, yeah. The, I was going to tell you the other thing. I'm bringing a couple of oatmeal packets that are like a blueberry uh, flaxseed oatmeal because they're pretty light. You know, just in case we stay longer. And then I've also got uh, our buddy Brian Rimza. A couple years ago, turned me on to the Trader Joe's instant coffee packets.
0: Okay. And
1: basically, it's it's a it's a little tube that you tear the the top off and dump in your your cup and then you boil water and put it in there and i usually do two of those in a cup of coffee and it, they're pretty neat because they have instant coffee uh cream and sugar already mixed in the one packet so you just dump it in there heat your water and they're uh, they're pretty dang good
0: i'm not so a I've coffee got, drinker but seven
1: how, days of that.
0: i'm not a coffee drinker but how does that compare i mean is it taste pretty good
1: It tastes really good. Good. Really good. Yeah.
0: Good. Okay, so, and then what is your plan for snacks or for lunch during the day?
1: So, for lunch, I've got a, you know, a a Ziploc bag, essentially with, uh, I'm going to do a a bagel with peanut butter, honey, and probably a strip or two of bacon. I've got some peanut M&M's. A little bag of Fritos, an almond butter packet, a honey stinger, or one of those waffles, uh, a Snickers bar, and then like a a regular granola bar. And I'll probably also bring a. Uh, I've got some kuthier, uh meat sticks that I'll probably throw one of those in in for each day as well.
0: Okay, I'm a little different. I've got um, I've got my bag right here. I've got a Honey Stinger organic cinnamon waffle. I've got uh, from Costco two of the Pacific Gold um, beef jerkies. They came in. Let's see, this is uh, 1.25 ounces, so they're kind of little small bags, gluten free. Um, then I've got a Star Kiss Chunk Light Tuna, uh, 70 calories per pouch, 17 grams of protein. It's just in water. Uh, it's, it's a smidge heavy. Um, where's the weight? 2.6 ounces, but it, it, I, I kind of like tuna, so I thought that would be good. Then I've yep. got a a handful of uh, Pro Bars, one per day. I've got a banana nut bread um, pro bar meal uh, it's three ounces i've got uh, a justin's almond butter i've got a small ziplock of macadamia nuts that are roasted and salted and then i've got um, honey stinger uh, organic pink lemonade chews that um, it says they weigh this package weighs 1. Uh, 1. 1.8 ounces and I thought I'd go over. So my total food weight, my mountain houses are coming in at two pounds eight point two five ounces, and that's 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 forty five point two one ounces total. So that's two point eight pounds. And my snacks, which every day that that's, that's not per day, that's the total. That's my total. Yes. So. Yeah, yeah. so so the snack pack that I just read off, uh, seven days of that snack pack weighs, let's see, 8.5 pounds. So it, it, I guess each one of them is a little bit more than a pound. So I've got seven bags, that, and they weigh 8.5 pounds. So my total food weight uh, is 11.3 ounces – or excuse me, 11 pounds, uh, 3 ounces – but the only thing, oh, I forgot to add. Also, um, I had I bought a package since you told me last night of those thin bagels or bagel thins or whatever. Yep.
1: yep. Mm-hmm.
0: So that's that's in my weight too. So 11.3 uh, pounds uh, for my total food weight. Now that's not including any water.
1: Yeah, that's not bad.
0: I, I... You know, we might be a little light.
1: So I'm sure we can adjust at Frank's house Saturday night. We can, you know, lay everything out and just make sure, you know, we have enough food. I know if we're hiking around a lot, we're going to burn through the calories for sure.
0: Yeah, I, I just kind of figured that, um, you know, I, I've got enough. I'm not going to die and um, it, <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll be exactly. fine. I'll survive. Uh, so from that from that aspect, I think that covers the food. Um, why don't you go through your pack and, you know, maybe head to toe, what you're, what you're, what you're wearing?
1: Okay, I did also bring uh, some of the wilderness athlete hydrate and recover packets for us. Um, so I know we'll, we'll each have a pack of of that per day. Um, I think that that's definitely a good thing to have if we're hiking around a lot.
0: Yeah, and I I forgot to add, with those um, bagel thins, I have – my wife got me these little packets of of honey. So I have seven packets of honey to put on those um, bagels every day. Uh, So – and I'm I'm using the 7200 Icon Pro uh, pack. Me too. Okay, so we're both using the Icon uh, 7200. And then why don't you just go through head to toe and we'll see – I'll let you go first and then I'll see where where if I'm the same or if I differ at all.
1: Do you want to do the clothes first or you want to do the, the gear in the pack? Whatever. Whatever. Okay. So I clothing wise, I've got uh my chugach top and bottom uh ring, ring gear, pants and top. Um I've got the one forty five Zip-T, the long sleeve.
0: Kuyu? Kuyu, yes. Merino wool, um, solid or, or camo?
1: No, it's the camo.
0: Okay. And
1: then I've also got the 145T, the short sleeve. Okay. I will wear one of those, obviously, on the hike in, and then uh, have an extra. I'm I'm debating on bringing – I have one out. I'm, I'm just not sure if I'm going to take it yet. Is a solid – 145 Zip-T as well, um, just to you know potentially sleep in, keep it camp. You know if, if one gets mm-hmm. gets wet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got the the Kuu Gators, the, the big gators. Yukon, the Yukon Gator, uh, the Icon cap, the real lightweight cap, uh, the guide pant from Kuu. Got that? I got the Kuyu belt Uh, for the top. I've got a Peloton hooded the two hundred and forty zip full zip jacket, and then I also am bringing the Super Down, the new Super Down jacket, the the lighter weight one, the newer version, the Ultra. Mm -hmm. And I have, as of right now, I've got. The super down, the zip off pants in my pack as well. Okay, yeah. So for I'm also for footwear, I'm also bringing the Kuyu merino socks. I'll probably bring one or two pair of those, and some Swiftwick Aspire Seven, which is like a liner sock that our buddy Eric turned us on to. Um, uh, probably two pairs of those as well. Yeah, I'm the, and then I'll be running the DARPA. Go ahead.
0: I'm the same. Um, sorry to cut you off. I tend to do that. Uh, Eric Johnson, our buddy, uh, lives in Jackson, Wyoming. He's done several Ironmans. He's a mountain hunter. He's killed a bunch of sheep and and hunts um, up in the Northwest Territories. Hunts the Yukon. Hunts you know all over. He kind of turned, he said um, that he likes wearing those Aspire 7 Swiftwick uh, sock liners, and then I told you about them, you told Brian Rimza about them, and we all three like them. Um, they've got a really good feel, and they feel really good under the Kuyu sock. Um, and you're, you're running the Rebel Ks as well, which, which I am as well. Um, how have your Rebel Ks been for you, and what are your thoughts? How do you think they're going to perform? I think they'll be good. Um, I love how lightweight
1: they are. The, you know, I broke my little toe a couple years ago, and it's it's a it's a little bit bigger than than normal, so it's a little tight in the toe box, and I I do, you know, rub there a little bit. um, Is it kind of like in
0: in shallow howl when you know he's um, that one guy is looking at all the hot chicks, and that one that one had kind of a flying flying pinky toe.
1: Yeah, something
0: like that. <laughs> <laughs> Did you notice My in the booth that it, they're not gonna win any beauty contests? And they definitely no. don't they don't smell the best either. Yeah. That's You're, gotten better though with the merino socks, that's for sure. Um Yeah, we'll see about that. I'm I'm glad we're taking separate tents. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: As far as the one bar- thing I was gonna say about those those Swiftwick socks. Yeah. They're,
1: they're a liner sock, but they're, I've worn liners before and they're, and they're a little bit, not very tight. Almost they're loose fitting the liners I've worn. And so they, they can crinkle up where these Swiftwicks are kind of, they're tighter, but they, they have more elastic in them or something. So they're, they don't seem to slide around on my feet and they, they, my, our feet have definitely been drier wearing those yeah underneath,
0: yeah Eric pointed out that um you know he likes the feel of that Swiftwick, and so I mean it's funny how he likes them. I like', them, you like them, Remza likes them um we'll see how they do after this hunt, but I'm running the same thing, um the scarpa the rebel K, you know, the kuyu rebel Ks, uh the Swiftwick uh liner, and the kuyu sock um I think you covered everything that you're wearing. I'm going with the guide pant. Uh, Frank told us to wear the guide pant because of the devil's club. We've got to climb through a bunch of um, jungle and devil's club, which he says is going to be a a really fun time. Um, And I know in Coos country, Dar, we've got, you know, wait a minute, bush, we call it. We got all those thorns and stuff. But uh, I talked to Giannis about the devil's club and... It's and Frank. Everyone's saying this Devil's Club. He's like, Google it. And it looks pretty nasty, and so that's why we're not running the attack pant. Um, you know, you can speak for yourself. But Frank said to wear the guide to just give a little bit more durability and and maybe won't get as many thorns and you know uh, be a little more durable going through the brush.
1: Yeah, and I'm going last. So between you and Joe going first, I there ought to be a nice path.
0: I like how you already established that that you're going last. What shorter legs go go last? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, I I'm really running kind of the same gear. I'm running the um, guide pant. I'm running a 145 um, ultra merino zip t solid, and then I'm running the 240 cuu um, 240 uh, peloton uh, hoodie. Uh, and then I'll have the Ultra um, Super Down in my pack and the pants, uh, and then the Chugach um, uh, tops and bottom for rain gear, and just the regular I don't know, you, you said the icon hat. I, I'm pretty sure that that's the one I have. Um, also running the guide glove, the Kuyu guide glove, because Frank said it's important to be able to grab that Devil's Club and, and you know, it's got that Patard's leather on the on the you know those gloves, and he said that those were thick enough to kind of repel that devil's club. So we'll see on that. Um,
1: yeah, I'm wearing I'm, that's the one I have too.
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm running the Mountain Star two-person tent uh, with the uh, Kuyu 30-degree bag. My bag's a long, um, and I'm running that Icon 7200. Uh, I am not taking a stove because you and Joe both have stoves. I don't drink coffee, so I figure if I can just get you guys to warm up some water for me every now and then. Um, I'm taking the, uh, trying to think of the ding, um, sleeping pad I'm taking. Which one are you taking, Dar? I am taking, it's a,
1: it's a climate, static v light insulated you like that insulated i think it you know i it was it was two ounces heavier than the uninsulated so i think it weighs about 19 ounces um i slept on it when i hiked down into the grand canyon last uh well spring and it it i did really like it it was one of the first times that i didn't have to roll over every couple hours so I, I do like it. It's a little bit heavier than some of the other ones, but, you know, it's very, very comfortable. And it's not as crinkly uh, when you roll around on it.
0: Gotcha. I'm taking the Thermarest NeoAir. Um, it's a little crinkly. Uh, I, I like it, though. Um, it's funny. The other day – What's I, the weight
1: on that, do you know?
0: I don't have it right here in front of me. I, know, I, I knew I, I should know that, but it's – yeah, I don't have it right here in front of me, but it's it's a it's a long too. It's a full and it's a long, and I think that's where I could probably cut a little bit of weight with going with a, you know, definitely not going with a full or a long, going with like a three quarter. But I don't know. I just feel like I'm I'm six foot two. Um, on a on a good day, I'm six foot three, and just figure having a long is is gonna work best for me. Six foot three yeah. with the Afro.
1: Yeah,
0: exactly. Uh, what else did we not yeah. cover? Are you taking two shirts
1: then, or are you taking yes,
0: three? Yes, I'm taking the, the 145 Zip Tee I will wear on the way up. Uh, and because it's supposed to rain at least 50% every day, I do have an extra 145 um, uh, ultramarino Zip Tee. Uh, and I've got on the fence. I'm going to take them with me, but I can't decide if I want to take long johns or not um, for my bottoms. I've got them packed, but they're not actually in my pack. They're in my suitcase, and I'm leaning towards since I'm going with the guide pant, not taking them. Um, what are Yeah, you? that's
1: me too. I, I just don't.
0: I don't think I'm going to. With if I'm going to take the
1: super down pants, I just, I just don't think I'm going to need them.
0: Yeah, um, and then I've got uh, the, the uh, Spot Global Star Sat phone. I've got the Spot um, the Spot uh, uh, you know messaging device, and I've got the uh, Nomad Seven Plus uh, the Kuyu uh, from Goal Zero off the Kuyu site. Um, and my th- my thinking there is I'm going to take my iPhone 6s to do the phone scoping and to do, you know, take a bunch of photos and what have you. And I also have that, uh, dark energy Poseidon, um, that I'm going to, yep. I'm going to try so. if we ever get, if we ever get any sun at all, I'm going to try and be charging that Poseidon and, um, hopefully we'll be able to keep those iPhones juiced up so we can take a bunch of photos and a bunch of videos of these, of these goats. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Uh, on the optics front, uh, <laughs> this is kind of crazy. I've never done a hunt like this in my life, but I'm taking my 10x42 ELs. Um, you've got my range finder, my little um, loophole uh, uh, range finder. Yeah. And, you know, the reason I'm not taking my 10, 10x42 EL range, just trying to save weight, uh, and th- – uh, our guide Joe is going to have uh, STX Swarovski uh, 85 millimeter uh, spotting scope and tripod and Frank has said don't bring tripods don't bring spotting scope so um, it's going to be the first hunt that I've ever gone on since back in the old days without a tripod but I feel like being above timberline and you know white mountain goats you know if we can spot a coo deer, we should be able to spot a white goat, you know, above Timberline.
1: I would think so.
0: I, I'm nervous so. about, I, you know, you know me, I'm, and you're, you're the same way, without going without a tripod, uh, but they, he just says it's probably completely unnecessary since Joe will have a spotting scope and tripod, and uh, we can digiscope through that and what have you.
1: Right, and the, the other thing, too, I think we can do is, you know, with our trekking poles, if you can put your binos on a trekking pole and use it as a little monopod, especially with tins.
0: Yeah, um, I'm also taking trekking poles, uh, and I'm taking two um, headlamps, two Petzl headlamps, uh, taking a Havlon knife, and I think that, I think that covers uh, my gear. I come in, uh, and then I'm shooting DARS 6.5 Creedmoor. Uh, And I think it's right at 10 pounds. My setup uh, comes in at uh, let's see, 46.2 pounds. You know, lock, stock, and barrel, just ready to roll. Gun, everything, everything ready to go.
1: Was that was that water?
0: No water. That's no water. Uh, Water. I'm bringing a little Sawyer mini filter, um, and I'm bringing a three-liter platypus. um, Actually. A three liter platypus and two one liter platypuses and I'm bringing a Nalgene bottle Uh, but that that that's that weight is with no water so you know you add another probably pound for a full Nalgene bottle apparently we're gonna have water all around us which is totally foreign to us Arizona guys Um, right and uh, that'll be nice not to have to pack a bunch of water what are you doing for for water
1: the same. I have a two or three liter, liter Camelback, a liter, one liter Nalgene, and then I think a two liter collapsible platypus, just a, a bag essentially with my little Sawyer mini filter. Um, just some other things I threw in. I've got some Remington oil oil wipes, uh, some little lens cleaning cloths, uh, the Kuyu rain cover for my binos and the pack. Uh, I've got an Allen wrench set for my bow.
0: Oh, face fire net? starters. Do you have face net? net. Do you have yeah. an extra face net?
1: I got that. I don't.
0: Okay, because I could. I at home. I know I packed two face nets, but I cannot find them here in Colorado. So I'll have to try and pick one up somewhere.
1: Gotcha. I, and Dar I actually That's forgot emergency, to emergency add in.
0: Um, I've got an emergency blanket too. I forgot to add in uh my bullets so i'm going to have a little bit more than 46.2 pounds um i forgot my bullets are not in that in that weight so off to get okay. back with you on my you, my weight
1: are you taking a camera
0: i am not just i'm just taking the phone
1: okay i i have a little camera in my pack as well along with my phone uh a little tiny bottle of bug spray what else Here some waterproof matches. I'll have a lighter. Um,
0: do, you have two, belt. do you have two headlamps?
1: Yes.
0: Okay, yeah. I got two headlamps. Um, I still need to go by and pick up some batteries today, some lithium batteries for the spot and um, some AAAs for my headlamps.
1: Yep. Got some extra broadheads.
0: I'll probably – my arrow.
1: Situation. I've got a five-arrow uh, tight spot quiver. I'll probably bring five or six extra arrows as well somewhere in my pack. Um, got a little first-aid kit, coffee mug.
0: What I is your total about. setup, weighing roughly?
1: I think I'm going to be a- about the same. About I think I was about 45, 46 pounds last time I weighed it. Uh, but that was with some water, if that was with a couple liters of water.
0: Okay. Now, the guys are saying that they just drink straight out of the streams and they don't purify the water and none of their hunters do and all of that. Are you going to game time it there and decide, or are you definitely going to purify everything?
1: I'll just see how it goes. I mean, I have the filter. It weighs nothing, essentially, a few ounces. So I think it's worth having.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But, um Donald, time decision. Uh,
1: yeah, I also have some Luco tape. I'm uh, sure you do as well. Tape up.
0: Yeah, now is your plan to tape up um when we when we fly in that morning are you going to tape up pre-tape and and be ready to roll or are you just going to go go and if you get a hot spot or something you'll tape?
1: No, I'm going to tape up try or two. I just think it is makes more sense to you know be preventative rather than have an issue and have to deal with it the whole time
0: yeah yeah i think i'm going to do the same thing and um yeah so well it sounds like um we've covered the gear list pretty good and um yeah i'll meet you in seattle and then we'll be from there we'll fly up together to anchorage and then on into Kenai, and then We'll stay the night there at Frank's, um, the outfitter, and then we'll, uh, I guess we're flying out the next day on a on a uh, float plane, and then we'll fly in wherever we're going and land on water, and then, then off we go and backpack. And I think we have, uh, what is it, we're scheduled to fly out on the 20th, so we've got, uh, what is that, six full days of hunting?
1: Yeah, I think so. So. And then also
0: I have the Kuyu game bags
1: and some uh, dry bags. All the stuff is going to be in as well, which I'm, I'm sure you do as well.
0: Yeah, everything, all my extra clothes, um, my sleeping bag, everything's in the Kuyu dry bags. And I also have uh, the, the quarter Kuyu bags, and I have the little actual zip bags for you know specialty meat and stuff. Um what let's let's shift gears a little bit um as far as going into the hunt your expectations as far as you know trophy quality or what you want to harvest do you have anything set in your mind or do you just want to come back with a with a with a good goat
1: yeah i just want to come back with a good goat i you know the the mountain goats i've seen and it's It's probably just from not knowing much about them and not having them anywhere close to here. But I couldn't, you know, look at a goat and tell you if it's a big one or not. So I don't think most people that are going to come to my house will either. So, you know, I'd just like to get a representative species, hopefully with the bow.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, it'll be an interesting adventure for sure. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking more – I'm just looking forward to getting – seeing alaska and going for the adventure um you know if we didn't if neither one of us got a goat i don't think it would m- matter you know i don't think it would make or yeah, break the trip um it'd just be fun I to agree. go and uh, yeah hopefully we'll have some success um man you've got a great elk tag coming up um have you been able to really kind of focus on that at all or are you just figuring once you get back from the goat hunt then it'll be kind of time to to get after it yeah no i i haven't even really been
1: been thinking about it much um there's just you know i'll scout once once we get back from alaska and you know those bulls are going to rub and they're going to move so it's it's uh i I don't want to say it's pointless but i know the know the unit so you know the bulls are going to move and things are going to change in the next few weeks so i'll I'll start
0: scouting once i get back thinking about what you're going to try and accomplish as far as um, what you're going to hold out for or bull that you're going to be looking for you've killed a 370 so i mean is your is your mindset going into the hunt that you're going to try and better what you've already done or are you just going to kind of take it as it comes and see what you can find and go from there
1: yeah, that that's my goal, but you know, things can change too once the the hunt starts if I'm not seeing elk like that then you know, I'm I'm just going to go have a good time and enjoy it.
0: So that's that's the PC answer, but what's the real answer? You're going to try and kill a giant.
1: Always every time. But <laughs> you know, sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. I'm not going to let that, you know, dictate whether or not I have a good hunt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's going to be, I'm just sick that I'm not going to be there. I had already made arrangements to go to Jackson Hole, and um, then you drew the tag, and I was just like, oh my goodness, but uh, probably the last thing you need is me there charging around and um, telling you what to do.
1: Uh, It'll be fun either way. I always love hunting with you, but um, it'll be fun for sure.
0: I remember the last time, the, the last big bull that you killed. Um, it was fun. We were together on that and um, watched you crawl up on that bugger and and um, made a good shot and hammered that sucker. That was a tough year um, in unit nine in Arizona. There wasn't very many good bulls around, and I think you killed probably the best bull, best bull in that you know that that we saw that year.
1: Yeah, it's debatable. I don't know. That other one was pretty nice that, uh, I almost got a shot at as well. Um, but yeah, there was, there was definitely not big bulls running around everywhere. We had to work for it, but it, uh, I think that, that made it that much more special when we got that one with a couple of days left of the hunt, you know.
0: You've been really working on your calls, though, and honing your calling, and and um, you're known for someone that doesn't, you know, you call everything, and you 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 only want to call your elk, right?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Talk uh, a little bit I, about I think that. I used, to,
1: I used to tease you, and I I would always post a video or something and say something like, "No elk calls were used in the in this scene" or something like that, because I knew it, it drove you nuts.
0: Yeah, so your method—you just like getting them fired up, listening for them, and then slipping in on them.
1: Yeah, I do. I mean, I, I just—you know—I've never been a great caller, and so for me personally, I—I've just taken the approach that if, if they're calling or they're bugling, you know, I can slip in there quietly. They don't—they don't know I'm there until it's too late, and you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, but you know, there's there's more than one way to skin a cat. Definitely.
0: Yeah, the, I I do remember the videos where you say no elk calls were used in the filming of this hunt.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep.
0: Well, buddy, well,
1: when, um, when, when I'm with you, it's you know, I might as well not even carry a call. So.
0: <laughs> Why? Because I'm calling all the time. <laughs> I never <laughs> shut up.
1: No, just because you're so good at it, it's like, why would I even have a call? Oh, gotcha.
0: And if they're going to bugle, then I'll, I'll go flip in on them. Gotcha. Well, you should, uh, everything should be, should be good this year. You know, feed, feed looks good. Rain's been, you know, steady. The elk should be feeling good. The dates are good. Um, I, I think you're going to have a really good hunt. It won't surprise me at all if you kill a really big one. And, um, yeah, let's get on with this goat hunt, uh, It's been fun having you on, and it'll be interesting to see, you know, what works best for us, maybe some changes. I've got that doll sheep hunt next year in the Northwest Territory, so this is kind of a, you know, kind of a, a, you know, you know, a, a starter trial so to run. Speak. Trial run. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was looking for. And, um, I'm sure there'll be a few things that I'll tweak and change. And I'm excited. Remza's going to Remza and Jonesy are going to the Northwest territories, uh, hunting with the same outfitter that I am. And so also my buddy Travis and Brad from Texas, um, are going to the same place. So should be able to get some good feedback from them. And, and, um, it's kind of fun tweaking and playing with this gear uh, and figuring out what works best for, you know, your body and, and what have you, don't you enjoy it?
1: Yeah, I do. I do. And how, you know, trying to tune everything in what you really need and what you really can live without. So
0: for sure. Well, um, I want to thank you for coming on. I want to thank you for all the years of being a great hunting partner. And, um, we've had A lot of really good times and a lot of really good hunts. And I think this mountain goat hunt will just be another one to add to those uh, experiences and memories. And um, it's going to be going to be a fun time. I look forward to seeing Seattle. And, uh, yeah, we'll let the games begin and and, um, see how it shakes out. But uh, one thing I can promise you is we're going to get wet.
1: Yeah, I think so. So, hey, let's go have a good adventure and make some more stories.
0: That sounds good, buddy. Well, I'll see you in Seattle, and I want to thank the listeners for tuning in uh, to this podcast and giving such loyal support. I want to thank the sponsors, GoHunt.com, Insider, uh, and you can use the J. Scott promo code when you sign up for the Insider. Uh, and when you do that, you're automatically going to get a $50 store credit to the Kuyu, excuse me to the GoHunt uh, gift, uh, gear shop. And they also are the best western hunting resource for figuring out harvest statistics and draw odds and finding those little hidden gem hunts uh, all across the west. Go check them out. Also, Kuyu Ultralight Hunting. Make sure to find out where the uh, Kuyu Mobile Showroom is at. Uh, They're going to be in Kansas City actually this weekend. Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, Make sure to stop in there and check them out. Phonescope.com. Use the Jscott16 promo code. You get a 10% discount. And the outdoorsmans.com, the optics authority. Uh, 1-800-291-8065. Use the Jscott promo code. You're going to get a 10% discount there at the outdoorsmans. Guys, if you have any questions, uh, any comments uh, about our gear, or anybody you want to hear on the podcast. Uh, Feel free to email me at jscottoutdoors at gmail.com. Follow along on Dar's Instagram, Dar Colburn, uh, at Dar Colburn on Instagram. And uh, follow my Instagram at jscottoutdoors. And uh, Dar, let's go have a good time. And, uh, yeah, we'll have some stories for the listeners when we get back.
1: Sounds good. I'll see you in a couple days. See you in Seattle. All right. Thanks, Jay.